and welcome to this special bonus episode of Singing the Blues as, well, it looks like Steve Bruce leaves Sheffield Wednesday as we talk now on uh, Monday late afternoon. Um, all the all the talk is that he has resigned, that compensation has been agreed. We'll talk about the details in a bit. I'm James Marriott. Uh, Dom is on holiday. Uh, of course he is. Uh, but it's a pleasure to be joined on the phone by Alan Biggs. Afternoon, Alan. Hello there, James. Yeah, it's timing spot on, isn't it? He's got up, he's got form for this sort of thing, you know, Tom. Yeah, well, it, it always. I mean, the thing is, I've literally just got back off off two weeks holiday. I got back yesterday. Uh, as I get back in the country, Dom goes. I mean, I don't know if my timing or Dom's timing was was better to be uh, to be honest. But literally, <laughs> right, Alan, I I left the country on the thirtieth of June when everything yeah. was looking pretty rosy at Sheffield Wednesday. We knew about the, the, the soft transfer embargo, but no one seemed particularly worried about it. Everything seemed to be nicely ticking down towards the, the start of the season. And the last couple of weeks, wow. I mean, everything's just like, it, it's it's just crazy. Now, I, th- I, think, I think it's fair for me to say that you know, anyone would have been hard pushed to have seen just what's what was coming with with Steve Bruce and Sheffield Wednesday in the last um, fortnight. As we mentioned earlier, as it stands now, it's it's just coming into Monday evening, and it looks like earlier today Steve Bruce and his assistants resigned, and that kind of forced through or, or you know helped kind of get to this point whereby there's talk of a four million pound compensation package being agreed. It's all rumours and stuff at this stage. Alan, I mean, this is something you've been following quite closely um how has it kind of unfolded as you've seen it over the last few days well i i think there's been a, a shift there's always a an inevitability about a move whether it be a, a transfer of a player or a manager moving clubs as in this case when it lingers for a while because the initial Speculation was that Chris, that, that, that Steve Bruce was on Newcastle's hit list, and and that that lingered for a few days, and it it seemed a bit innocuous uh, at, at the time. You know, he you would expect that he would at least get a mention uh, for a job like that. With, with all due deference to him, uh, he is a highly experienced manager, and he's probably somebody that you you would con- consider. But no alarm bells really were ringing at that stage, but his name kept being mentioned. Um, and, and when that's the case, you assume that there is, A, some interest being shown uh, by the club in him, and B, that the target of the interest is himself interested in that move. Otherwise, it gets put to bed very quickly. And in the real world, while we would all like to believe that, oh, it's all played by the book. We, we, we know that these managerial manoeuvres and transfers are not played by the book. You know, conversations are going on that, quotes, didn't take place all the time. Um, where I think it's left a sour taste in the mouth of many Sheffield Wednesday fans, and in my opinion, rightly so, is that Attempts appear to have been made to indicate that in the space of 48 hours, it just arrived from nowhere. 48 hours of dramatically tumbling odds where I think Bruce went from something like 25 to 1 to odds on favourite, and then I think 5 to 1 on favourite within the space of 
48 hours. Now, I don't think that was, that, that was accidental, you know? Yeah. Uh, and, and, and people have said, well, it all came out of a clear blue sky. I don't believe so. I think it's been going on for some time. And by appearance, it would seem, you can't prove this, but my football instincts tell me that Steve Bruce has courted Newcastle every bit as much as they have courted him, albeit via his agent in the middle. That is my suspicion of what's been going on. Yeah. And it, it hasn't played, the whole thing has felt wrong. The process has felt wrong for me. You know, I can accept that Newcastle United has an emotional pull on him in the same way that many, many years ago, and uh, I remember this pretty vividly, uh, Ron Atkinson was uh, lured to Aston Villa uh, for similar reasons. But there are big differences between the two in that Big Ron had succeeded big style in uh, in Sheffield, hadn't he? He got yeah. he completely overhauled the Wednesday team. Uh, he'd fashioned what proved to be their best team in many, many years. He'd won promotion back to the top flight and he'd won a trophy as well. So he had put himself into Hillsborough folklore. Uh, and while there were the inevitable protests about them, the way he departed, I think once the dust settled, everybody accepted that Ron Atkinson had been a brilliant manager for Sheffield Wednesday and we ought to let bygones be bygones. problem with this one is that Bruce, you know, while, it, while he's done well in a very short time in the job, it's all been so, so promising. Um, and, and for it to fizzle out into nothing like this and for him to leave with not even a backward glance at people who supported him and took him to their hearts, I, I think is very sad and, and you know, does leave a very bad taste for me. I, I think um, kind of what you mentioned there, Alan, about um, this idea of, of Steve Bruce or his agent kind of you know touting him for the for the job a while ago is is something that I've kind of seen a couple of times on 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 Twitter and kind of thought that that's that's quite interesting because also some of the stuff that Steve Bruce has said you know the the way that he spoke after the game on Saturday he didn't really try and hide the fact that yes you know he's talked to them. Uh, he wants the job. He's expecting it to to happen. You know, reading between the lines, it was it was quite clear that you know what what he was sort of saying on Saturday was I'm I'm off. Um, and Steve Bruce is someone that you know you've you've known for for, for many years um, now, right right back to to when he was involved um, down the road at, at, at Bramall uh, at Bramall Lane. Um, so you give any kind of credibility to the theory of you know maybe he just thought that the the job was just a bit too much that, that he'd taken on more than, than he could handle the, the, the unexpected um, uh, transfer embargo this summer and, and the financial difficulties. Do, do you think, I don't is, think is it, there a chance that he just kind of thought, hang on, this is way bigger a job than I thought I was taking on. I mean, there might be some truth in that, um, an element, let's say of truth in that, but let, let, let's not forget that, that when he came in, he was fully aware of the precarious finances. Uh, I give Dapon Chantiri credit for um, being open and honest, I feel, with the manager coming in on that basis. Steve Bruce at his opening press conference said, yeah, I know all about this, but I'm not phased by it. If you look around the championship, uh, there are many, many clubs uh, in a precarious 
position and that success is, is not impossible. And I, I've made a point in the last week of actually looking at transfers throughout the summer in the championship. And it's not just Wednesday who are in a state of inertia when it comes to buying players. There have been very, very few cash signings by clubs at that, that level. And sales far outweigh um, those, those signings, departures outweigh incomings. By, by a significant amount. So I, I think there's a state of inertia in the championship because there's no longer the money in it that's, uh, that there was. You're not seeing the 10 or £12 million pound purchases that, that you were seeing. And maybe there's an element as well of, of, of owners coming to their senses and thinking this is unsustainable. They also know about sustainability and protocol and the regulations that can cause problems and a cost Birmingham that hefty points deduction Mm -hmm. I think while the mechanism is clearly one that can be driven through with a coach and horses where loopholes are concerned um, if you're not in a position to do the maneuvers that Derby and Aston Villa and now Sheffield Wednesday have done then prepare to be punished so in some ways that Birmingham sanction was was a deterrent I I feel it's a a really different arena now the championship and one in which a a club with the experience and talent that Wednesday have got albeit they've got far too big a squad it could do with questioning you you would think you've got a shout with with what you've got and a few incomings so the only area in which possibly Bruce could have been surprised is that quite clearly he wanted to see players offloaded this summer and, and I would guess that there's been an area of dispute over the valuations placed on yeah. players for sale at Wednesday. Uh, you, you've only got to look at how little outgoing activity there's been to ask the question, how on earth can they not be selling players? This is, this is what's caused the problem in the first place. This may be attributed to the inexperience of the owner and also to maybe his hands-on nature, where... I felt, and I'm sure everybody felt, that not only should Steve Bruce have full control of signings, but that in order to join the dots and round the circle, he had to have control of valuations of players as well. So that, you know, for instance, instead of quoting seven million for Jordan Rhodes, I've no idea if they actually did, you're actually looking and saying, well, maybe two and a half or three is what we should be taking for this player. So I'm guessing there would have been an area of frustration there from Steve Bruce's point of view, but let's look at what he's actually going into. You know, if you if you if you if you, if you look at that, and then, well, goodness me, you know, for it's, all it's his far critics, from an attractive job, is it? No, who, who for all his critics, who wouldn't rather have Daphne Chancery than Mike Ashley <laughs> as your chairman and owner? Let's put it into that perspective. Yeah, and. The other thing is the, you know, the emotion that's raw, and and I can fully understand Wednesday fans. Normally, Wednesday fans feeling this way. Normally, I'm, you know, I like to add a philosophical note when supporters get upset and, you know, hit out. Certainly, you know, I don't like any abuse being thrown around because people have career decisions to make. But on this one, I can I can understand the anger because, you know. I've never known a, a manager, and this includes uh, going back people like uh, Ron Atkinson and Jack Charlton. I've never known a manager have more support and more goodwill mm-hmm. 
on his side than Steve Bruce. You know, it was absolute, wasn't it? The confidence in him, the faith in him. It wasn't just that people respected uh, his experience and what he has done in football as a player and a manager, but he had a likability about him as well. So people took him to their hearts. And this has been an emotional kick in the teeth, hasn't it? Let, let's face it. It's, yeah. it's not just that either. It's that he ap- appears to have been made no attempt to, I mean, for instance, have the opportunity at Lincoln um, to have at least apologized and asked for, you know, thank supporters for a start for, I believe, what was a you know, very supportive atmosphere for the 3,000 hours fans who went. Should have thanked them for that, in my view. I, I, if he did, I didn't hear it. Should have apologized for the situation uh, so close to the season and at least pleaded for some kind of understanding of what was a difficult time for him. None of that was there. And yet, obviously, when Steve Bruce was having a difficult personal time, Wednesday fans rallied round and rounded on critics of the fact that he took time off in the West Indies before taking the job here. And and so all of this and, and, and where he's headed does not feel right. Me. No, um, I, I, I'd not ag- least for Bruce himself. Not least for Bruce himself. Yeah, I agree with all of that, and I think um, it, it does for, for us as fans. It does leave a really sour taste in the mouth, and 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 there's a lot of reasons for that, and and plenty of them you've kind of touched on there. Um, that kind of initial couple of months where you know Steve Bruce had, had got the job, and and for his own personal reasons didn't start the job, and and you're right in terms of the fact that fans. Um, defended him uh, quite publicly. He was also given a pretty hard time by Aston Villa fans, and I've seen many Wednesday fans challenging them on on Twitter. And as, as you yeah. said earlier on, his yeah. his support among the Wednesday fan base has been absolute right down, even till uh, on yeah. Saturday with fans still singing his name, applauding him. I know there was an incident in the first half, but but other than than, than that, and that was you know roundly booed by um, by by Wednesday fans. Um, and the whole way that it's happened, I think as fans, it, it's fair enough. You know, we're entitled to to, to kind of have a bit of a sour taste, but Dapon Chansiri, right? Now, we know that he's a guy that has before taken things very personally. He's quite an emotional yeah. guy. And this is this is the first time that he's had this kind of of challenge. You know, both managers that have left, well, three managers that have left the, the club um, since he came in, came in, were all on on Chan Series terms. Really, you know, he he let those managers go. Um, this is the first time that he's had a different kind of um, scenario to, to to deal with. Now, I feel since Steve Bruce came in that we've sort of seen a different side to um, to, to, to Mr. Chan Siri. You know, we've we've seen him uh, happily kind of you know slide into the background a bit and just get on with dealing yeah. with the FFP side of things and, and trust yeah. uh, uh, his manager to kind of get on with with everything else. We've not seen any of these kind of, you know, strange late night statements that we were kind of getting in quick succession a little while ago. Um, and, and so it, it seemed like we'd kind of, you know, got a chairman that had found his sort of happy place within the within the club. Um, this is going to be a real challenge for him. How, how do you think that, that he's likely to, to take this uh, what's happened over the last couple of weeks? Because this is going to be pretty gutting for him, isn't it? Yeah, I think he'll be sore. Um, if he didn't know about the ways of English football, he certainly does now. I think he was taken aback at the outset by, let's say, the duplicity that can exist in the game where transfers are concerned. Um, I think he is a man of principle. 
uh, I, I know that for the sake of those principles, on occasion, he's, he's quite prepared to lose money. Um, rightly or wrongly, um, he values players a bit like a, an art collector would value his collection. And, and that, that's been part of the problem. The non-movement of players out of Wednesday, you can't have that kind of emotional at- attachment, really, within the hard world of football to to players like that. Um, so, yeah, I, 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 you know, he's not a man to be trifled with in, in, in negotiating. He, he drives a very hard bargain. I, I personally believe he's tried to drive far too hard a bargain, uh, re-interest in some of uh, the Wednesday players. Uh, but on this one, I'm absolutely uh, 100% behind him mm-hmm. uh, that he should exact uh, as much as he's entitled or as much as he can get for, for Steve Bruce for the, the sheer element of disruption, the fact that uh, Bruce's two uh, coaches uh, have resigned apparently uh, alongside him. I mean, you, you can't put a value on, on how damaging that is to a, a football club you know, at this time. So I'm, I'm fully behind him on that. Um, is it just football? Well, I suspect that in the fullness of time, you know, people will look back on this and say, yeah, it's just another example of, of the way football is and, and what can happen. Um, the one exception for me, though, would be, and where I'm uneasy, is where that story came out that one assumes came from sources close to Steve Bruce, that Bruce was asking or had asked Sheffield Wednesday for permission to talk to Newcastle. Now that's entirely the wrong way round where these things are concerned and this is where Newcastle may have played dirty. It's for them to make the approach and bear in mind that while all this was happening towards the back end of last week, Wednesday were consistently saying that they'd had no formal approach from Newcastle. And all the while the move was drawing inexorably closer. My interpretation of it, maybe right, maybe wrong, is that Newcastle, instead of going to Sheffield Wednesday, as they should have done at the point at which they knew Bruce was keen on the move. Now, at that point, there's nothing wrong for me because if you're going for somebody, the moment you make an official approach is the moment that you know via nudges and winks that that person is interested in the job. That is the way of the world. But what they shouldn't be doing is saying to the man they want, well, look, we're not going to make an official approach. You ask, can you ask uh, Sheffield Wednesday whether you can speak to us? That would appear to be what happened. That's completely wrong. And it was damaging to Bruce's reputation and standing with Sheffield Wednesday fans as well. From that point, there was very little going back. There was certainly no going back from the position after the Lincoln game. I think that at that point, Steve Bruce, being loquacious, very articulate, uh, quite warm and engaging, was fully capable of turning the situation around following that game, should he have wished to. There was no way that Wednesday fans were going to have him back on the basis that compensation couldn't be agreed. But I think they would have had him back on the basis that, well, look, you know, I've been tempted, but uh, I think it would be a mistake. I'm better off here. You know, I'm sorry about the disruption this has caused. Uh, but uh, I'm intent on staying and really grateful for the support I have from Sheffield Wednesday fans. He's thrown away something that's very unusual in football, really. 
the, the, the level of support was such that a club that has high expectations in Sheffield Wednesday, the supporters were not demanding promotion next season, were they? They weren't saying, well, we've got to go up, otherwise we've got the wrong man in the job. Yeah. I think that they would have tolerated a relatively modest season and still turned around and said, well, you know, it, it, it takes time to turn this round. We still believe we've got the right man for the job in Steve Bruce. Let's look on to next season. There would be no immediate pressure on him, barring a slide into the bottom half of the table, which was unlikely. So he, he's, he's thrown away that position of having a two-season crack at turning around the Premier League-sized football club for the prospect of becoming another stooge at Newcastle. And, you know, I think he's made, made a mistake, a huge one for me. Yeah, I think I think that's all true, isn't it? And and the um, the kind of the belief that we turned a corner now, that you know we'd had a real difficult, um, we'd had a difficult year. We'd probably had a difficult eighteen months with things you know seemingly kind of on the slide, and then Steve Bruce coming in and had had kind of calmed everything down and and put you know a, a, a real kind of he had a real sort of cooling influence around the club, and that. Uh, rubbed off on us as, as fans in terms of the fact that I think we all sort of thought, all right, we, we we know we've got someone in now that knows what direction we need to go in, and it's not going to happen overnight, and it's a medium term project, and um, that that kind of leads us ultimately, I suppose, to the only question that really matters now, which is what happens next. You know, what is what is the right direction now for for, for Sheffield Wednesday? Um, I've looked through the names. Um, I, I, I try and stop myself doing this, but I couldn't help myself but have a look at you know the betting and 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 kind of the favourites. Obviously, Chris Houghton, unsurprisingly, is 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 top of that list. The name that's been mentioned by some some sort of Wednesday fans. Um, what what's your kind of take on what the right direction is is now for for, for Sheffield Wednesday? There's part of me that thinks you know we're three weeks away from the start of the season now. Uh, maybe getting Lee Bullen in charge and just letting him get on with the work that was already being done might be a good move in the immediate term, uh, unless there is someone that's you know kind of already been lined up in the meantime this this week. Um, and and let's make sure that the appointment that we make next is the right person to continue this rebuilding project that we've got going on. Well, I think it went to be fortunate to have Lee Bullen uh, at the club. I, yeah. My thoughts go back to uh, Blackburn Rovers some years ago who had a, uh, a coach called Tony Parks who was caretaker on any number of occasions yeah. with a, a safe pair of hands. And Lee Bullen, I think, will want at some stage of his career to be more than just a safe pair of hands. And when I floated what you're talking about on Twitter a few days ago, I said, yeah, for me, Chris Hooten would be number one. I'd go for him. But I wouldn't dismiss um, giving Lee Bullen a real shot at the job this time. Um, it, it, it wasn't well supported uh, on Twitter. Um, it, it, it wasn't derided because people have got too much respect, and quite rightly, for Lee Bullen for that. But people wanted to keep him as that safe pair of hands in the background. But Taking some of your points there, yeah, um, he and Steve Bruce got on very well together. Their ideas on football, the way it should be played, uh, the strengths of this particular squad are very much aligned. Very little change was made to the team from Lee Bullen's caretaker spell. 
which, if you remember, turned the tide of the season, really, put round pegs in round holes, brought some players back, common sense was restored, and and so so were the results. So certainly, you know, we're talking the next few days. It's very fortunate that, that Wednesday have Lee Bullen in position to, to, to take the training and, and lead things towards the season. Um, it's very much from that point what you and I would do, speculating, than what we think Daipon Chansiri would do because he's impossible to second guess. Uh, he's not one of those chairmen who deals with the, the media openly. Everything takes place in the background. Um, so what, what do I think he should do uh, is possibly what he, he might be trying to do. He's not stupid. Um, he's known this Bruce situation uh, could come to a head for as long as we have, if not longer. So he'll have considered his options. I'd be surprised if he hasn't sounded out a few people. And I'd be surprised if he hasn't sounded out Chris Hutton or representatives of Chris Hutton. You're, you're looking at so close to the season at needing an experienced hand on the tiller. Um, you're, you're replacing very big personality and very experienced man in, in Steve Bruce. And uh, I think you need somebody of similar clout in terms of record. And Chris Hutton has that uh, with great pedigree at this level. So it's so handy that he's available. There's no compensation issues. Um, it's almost sitting there uh, as a gift, isn't it? And that's the one I would pursue. There's others, of course. There are people in jobs that you might look at. Mm-hmm. Um, Paul Cook, just as a for instance, yeah. is, is one of those managers you look and think, well, he's at Wigan. Um, he's doing well to keep them in the championship. He plays very good football. He's succeeded wherever he's been. Um, he's a bright, um, infectious personality. Yeah, um, and and what, somebody that probably would be very interested in the job. So he might be a consideration. But there you're going into the realms of paying compensation and the thing maybe dragging on. So I, I would be going for Chris Hutton uh, 100%. Um, you know, uh, you'll see loads of other names thrown forward. Yeah. But the quicker that Wednesday can, can do it, uh, the better, and, and partly to settle down. I mean, you've got players coming in to the club and players who've signed new contracts on the basis that Steve Bruce was manager. Um, it, it's really not ideal for them either. And I sympathise with supporters. I sympathise with those players as well. Yeah, absolutely, and and, and that it is a name that does uh, does stand out in uh, in Chris Hutton. So um, I guess we will we will have to see what happens in the coming weeks and days. Um, Alan, thank you very much. Thank you for your time. That's all right, James. Always a pleasure. Cheers. Uh, also want to take this opportunity to say a big thank you to Singing the Blues partner, Title Law, and to everyone who has signed up as a Singing the Blues supporter. Uh, we'll, we'll talk a bit more about that on the, the first kind of main podcast of the uh, the season. Uh, and we'll be back with Dom in the next couple of weeks for our pre-season special, um, which 
won't now be called the Brucey bonus after all. Uh, we'll have to do a little bit of rethinking on uh, on how that's going to work, uh, and um, well, I guess we'll see what happens in the meantime. Um, there has been a lot of talk about this on Twitter. If you want to throw any opinions at us, feel free. You can catch me on Twitter at James Marriott. Dom, of course, is at Dom Housen. He is on holiday. Probably won't be checking it, but uh, who knows? And you can contact the show at Dom and James. It's been a challenging few days. We are very much all in the uh, all in the same boat. It was something that none of us as Wednesdayites saw coming along. But um, if if there's one thing that that I maybe take from this, it's the fact that the way this has happened has actually galvanised us as a fan base. You know, everyone is on the side of the the chairman and has been on his side as he's you know tried to get that maximum compensation that he can do from Newcastle and that's the one positive that I kind of take from the last few days is that at least as a fan base now we're we're kind of you know we are we are as one and um, you know that's that's got to be a good thing so close to the start of the season anyway have a great week and up the hours (laughs) 